Hey, today on Sometimes, this is going to be that episode where you're like, you know, I usually like the show, but they really talk too much about dicks in that one. I'm not even kidding, Dom, by the way. That's that's 100% true. That is my plan. It's been my plan for hours. I just didn't tell you yet. But there's a very, very yeah. interesting Ask Reddit today. Oh, that. so it really is about that. I thought you were just being silly. Because I'll be honest, when you and I speak, most of the time that is at least 50% of what comes up. It does come up, doesn't it? <laughs> and you know what else I realized? I realized that like, yeah. Wait, you, you just totally trailed off. You no, said, I'm sorry. I just, I, the, the little guitar solo came in and I, I started dancing. And you thought that guitar solo. You thought that you know what this podcast needs? More silence. Yeah, more silence. Can and you all dancing. see him dancing on the podcast? What what if that's what this was? What if it was like the dancing podcast and you'd listen and you can't hear anything except for like heavy breathing and like the sound of clothes rubbing up against each other? I also think I just burped into the mic a little bit as you were talking, which sort of ruins my plan. Because so for people who were wondering why there wasn't a show last week, uh, it's because Dom's a big old jerk. No, because Dom was sick. I was so sick last week Dom with was, a non-COVID illness. Yeah, a COVID similar illness. Anyway, he still got some sniffles and some congestion. And now that I've burped into the mic, I can't threaten you uh, like I was planning on <laughs> where I was going to say, I swear to God, if you sniffle into that microphone even one time, it's over for you, buddy. It's, it's curtains it's for you. It's done. It's yeah, but yeah, now I'm I'm do? really excited about this Ask Reddit because I've realized that so much of my humor revolves around literally the word penis that like my demographic of people who like my comedy are just 13-year-old boys. Sure. Sure. That's it. This actually so this one isn't isn't necessarily it has the potential to be very funny, but it's actually just a really really interesting topic. So why don't I just read to you the title of this Ask Reddit. So it's r slash Ask Reddit. I love going on there. I've thought about on my other channel doing a bunch of just reading people's responses to a lot of these things. But this is the this is the title. Men of Reddit, which, by the way, anytime you see men of Reddit, you immediately go like, oh, what's this going to be? Yeah, I got a little like, scared right yeah. when you said that. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like all right. Well, first of all, we're we're halfway bad uh, men. Uh, obviously, as as bleeding heart leftists as we are, we just hate men. Uh, I love getting that accusation, and then I just am like, you you guys know that I'm I'm a dude, right? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> born and raised, born and bred. <laughs> like anyway, men of Reddit, what's the worst thing about having a penis? That is the actual question, huh? Yeah. Now, let me, before we jump into other people's responses, what do you got? What do you think is the worst thing? Wow. Really? Yeah. You're throwing that, you're throwing that one at me immediately. The yeah. worst thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst thing. About well, okay. Penis. Here's what I realized. By uh, the way, let's point out that this could have been more inclusive because there are 
more than just yes. men of Reddit with penises who know the answer to that question. This is a trans-inclusionary podcast, and we will stand up for that all the time. Anyway, now that we've gotten our woke SJWisms out of the way and made a bunch of people like, oh, here they go, vir virtue signaling again. They're trying to make up for saying to have some nuance about Dave Chappelle. Uh, Try, trying to make up for their penises. No. Um. Oh, I mean, that's that's just most <laughs> of the day. Guys, I just want to yeah. make up for this. I just want to make up for the, um, you know, it's funny because right when you asked me that, I was like, well, there's so many things like, like there's physical, there's also societal, there's also, I mean, it, it's almost like, it's almost like penises have just been thrust into every part of the zeitgeist causing all sorts of problems. <laughs> I'd like to remind you that we're just talking about a Reddit level response though. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. and, but what is that? Like I, I, you know, I feel like you're more well equipped to explain to me what that even is. But I, I'd love to hear your interpretation before it's jaded by the response. Okay. 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 Well, <clears throat> I guess on the spot. Actually, let, let's while you think, I'll Wait. take this moment to get something out of the way here. Yeah, go ahead. Because it's like the worst moment to do it. I just want to say, I don't usually bring up or acknowledge or shout out or talk about being recognized in public. Uh, now that the economy has been opening up more, I've actually been, it's been pretty surprising, actually, how often it's been happening lately. Uh, and, and that's also my girlfriend having the exact same experience of people recognizing me. She often thinks it's pretty funny because she knows how like hard it is for me and how much I'd like then just want to dissociate and live in a different universe inside my brain. Anyway, so I just want to, I, I, for once am going to shout out somebody who, approached me, said hi. And this isn't to say, look, if you're listening right now and you're like, wait, I talked to you in public that one time. Did you hate it? Yes, I did. No, I'm just kidding. But there's been lots of people who have been, who have been perfectly pleasant. Uh, but I just have to say that like this person more than anybody else, I feel like recognized how uncomfortable I was and immediately was just like, anyway, cool. Thanks. Anyway, so to the person at Whole Foods yesterday, I won't say your name. I do remember it. I just want to say thank you for being the coolest about it. You're getting a shout out because I was so... Listen, there was a lot going on yesterday. I feel like I also didn't like how I looked yesterday. Mm. You know, I've, I've been recovering some of the quarantine weight that I had lost. That is to say, I feel like I'm uh, anyway, it, it just wasn't the moment. And I feel like I, I, I really appreciated that you didn't try to hug me or touch me in any way. And as soon as you could tell I, that I was weird, you were like, all right, I will stop talking now. That was cool. That was cool. So there's the little shout so back out to my penis. Um, now, Back to penises. We broke up these penises for a little shout out. Dom, um, what is the worst thing about having a penis? So here's the thing. Right when I hear that question, the, the first thing that comes to my mind, and this isn't my answer, but the first thing that comes to my mind is a bunch of people being like, well, nowadays, you know, men, and they use it as like a an, an excuse to complain about. You're not even allowed privilege. to be a man anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like stupid <laughs> stuff like that. But you know what? You know, what's the, I'm just going to say the first thing that came to my mind 
and it's not even a penis. Okay, it's a scrotum. The, 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 the worst part to me about having a penis is having a scrotum. Because, yeah. because ever since I was a little kid, I have hated stick. Do you know what I mean by stick? No. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Okay, I hate it when the skin of my 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 dangly bits right sticks to my oh, thighs. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay. I, I thought I thought there it. was a physical stick no, like no, what trees no. make involved and I was <laughs> I my I butthole clenched so hard. Grow out of my scrotum, which yeah. everybody has, every man knows. Every single individual. Every single knows that sticks from trees grow out. No. What 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 it was 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 uh, even when I was a kid, I, I have all these siblings and we'd pile into the car to like, you know, go somewhere. And if we were on a long trip, like, like if we were going to Six Flags, which where I grew up was like an hour and a half drive, when we would stop to get gas at the gas station, and I'm saying as like a six year old kid, I would go into the bathroom and wet, uh, paper towels and and stick them around my scrotum to make like a paper mache scrotum holder so that as I'm sitting there like bunched up with my legs together between all of my sisters it wouldn't stick there would be no stick happening right. I and see. it really bothers me and even to this day if I'm in a position where I'm sitting down for too long and I'm feeling the stick I mm, I think even, that this is I a physiological even talking about it. I think I think this is a physiological phenomenon that happens more to some people than others because I can honestly say this is not a recurring issue in my life. Uh, really? I would say that I get more flaky dry skin on the scrot that that's the mm. bigger problem I have and mm. and there are times where it can be you know when you sometimes have an itch that no amount of scratching satiates so you scratch yes. too long and then you end up scratching it raw and then yes. it, then it hurts a different way the next day that's yes. that's probably the the bigger problem I have there. Well, and 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 I just want I just want I just want to jump in here and uh, and and also I think I, I'm hoping we can all agree on this. You know, there's things nobody necessarily talks about openly, but hopefully everybody agrees on. This is one of those things I hope we can agree on. Is there is only one proper technique to itch in that area? You can't you can't take your fingernail and just start clawing away you can't yeah. go fish hooking down there something's gonna tear it's too it's it's, it's like a, are you are, are you about to talk about the fold and roll the i call it i call it the 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 pinch and roll yes okay pinch and roll got it yeah, yes yeah. it's a strange way to now so that is one way i'll tell you though the the way that i do when it's a real itch and it's a lot of flaky dry skin it's more of a pinch with the first finger and thumb pull out to create some like basically some tautness to the skin. Correct, and then I'll correct. use the other three fingers to do my scratching. Oh, that's, that's innovative. Okay. Yeah. yeah I see is... what you're doing. You're, 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 it's like, it's, it's kind of like stretch, you know, you're, you're straightening out the, the rug, making yeah. sure there's no wrinkles in it first and then getting a good, getting a good, uh, uh, vacuuming in there. All right. Here's what I'll say. I think that the worst part about having a penis, it's also ball related. And I feel like this does get to extend into the balls. And that is that 
I don't know about you, Dom, but I think I've had like six cancer scares now on just my testicles because the thing is, is like, it's apparently totally normal. Now, uh, the last one I had, I was like really, really scared because it seemed like it matched all of the features, but apparently like just getting lumps and phantom pain and that kind of stuff has like a 99.9% chance of being nothing. It's literally like, yeah, sometimes, listen, we don't know why, but sometimes you're just going to wake up and and then you're going to start moving around and then you're going to want to lay on the ground because your balls hurt so bad. (laughs) But then like, yes. And so I, like that was a couple of times that I went and I was like, this just keeps happening. It feels like something has to be wrong. And they're like, well, most often when it is something, it's cancer, but more often than that, it's nothing. And so it was like, uh, then they, you know, they do all the checks yeah. and everything and, and they're like, turns out it's nothing. But the last time, Dom. And what, what kind of like, who wants those options? I know. If those are your only two, well, uh, it's, it's either it nothing like or it's cancer. either cancer or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, th- those are only the two most extreme health spectrum yeah like that should be a scale but the last time <laughs> someone's like how how sick are you on a scale of cancer to nothing but the last time dom the last time i had this scare it was a couple years ago i even once it was all over made videos about it and then it was on another channel the videos are gone but this lump that was on my nut on the right nut it felt less like a lump and more like a small knee. I'm talking like what? It was Did it bend? It, it, it more more that it felt like it had a triangular shape like I was touching the top of a of a pyramid popping out of my balls if that makes sense. Like it was hard, it caused pain, it was a bunch I mean it was just it was this unpleasant thing and I was like uh yeah, it just it, it just, it was awful. And I was so sure. I was like, this is, this is it. This is the end of that nut. And I, I was like, you know, <laughs> worried about other stuff and other health issues I had had in the past and stuff. And so I was like going through in my mind, like, what am I willing to do if this turns out to be that? Uh, and I was like, hopefully it's all just local. And if that is where we're at, I can just chop a nut. Hopefully I can just right. chop a nut. Just chop a nut. And and just then I was like, I, I'm not kidding, man. Like I was so, I remember like, I remember saying to some people, not just being like, yeah, by the way, I got it. It was, it was like, it was like, uh, I have this, I'm waiting on results, but in truth, because of my own uh, uh, personal medical history and other things that affect that kind of stuff that obviously I don't love going too much into detail. It's why I'm being vague, but it's, you know, it's that last, last personal thing I get to have on the internet anymore since every other aspect of my life has been violated. Anyway, (laughs) uh, I, I, but I had definitely been like, yeah, I'm, I'm the results. I've got another day or two. But honestly, in my mind, I'm already there and I've, I feel like I've already accepted that this is what it is. So like I'm out there like researching uh, what prosthetic replacements look like, because that was a weird <laughs> yeah. thing where I was like, I, I don't think I could have only one. I, I would be so and I hate to like say that this comes up this much in my life. Right. At the time, I didn't know it was this. But looking back, I'm like, this is autistic brain. 
You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm not going to be able to look down and my, uh, for people who don't know, this isn't me oh, being edgy. <laughs> and only have one. one. Is yeah. that where you're going with For this? the record, I'm not being edgy <laughs> to anybody who do, isn't aware of this that's listening. I am autistic. And the lack of, first of all, it already drives me insane how much a- asymmetrical the scrotum is. But to yeah. have it that much more asymmetrical would yes. just be, and by, and okay. So, it does drive me insane. However, that didn't stop me the other day from trying to make my girlfriend laugh. And it succeeded by there are these little muscle movements you can do. And if you do them too much, it just sucks your balls all the way up in. But if you just barely like even think about doing it, you can kind of make them lift a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Wow. And as you're saying that, I'm I'm doing it. Like you're as doing you're talking about it, I'm going, huh. Yeah. Let me see. And okay. You, and so I wow. was, I was making her laugh by making them lift and drop to the to a beat. I couldn't wow. I wouldn't want to lose <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Like that's Oh. Well, see, now now you, we, the question was what's the worst part about having it? and now that's like the that that is the best part about having a uh, having like balls is just to be able to to cough i mean to whatever and move it to a beat to music that is the best part if ever you needed joy you, you know what's funny there's a few things um the first is you talk about having prosthetics so i want to talk about my friend who's actually a fan of this show and it's kind of crazy because he's he's been my friend for gosh like 15 years and um we went to we went to school together and okay wait of this show or of a show i do because well of you of you specifically and the funny thing was he's he's a fan of you he's you know ex-mormon atheist um you know and he had no idea that you and I even knew each other. And so he was, you know, binge watching your stuff and had come across the sometime show and saw me host. And he was like, he he freaked out calling me like, what are you doing on here? It it was kind of cool, but I'm not going to say his name. I just hope he's listening right now because I'm about to talk about you something extremely personal. And I I won't say your name. So it's Henry Flaggerty. He lives at two, one, two. Okay. 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 We just did it. Let's talk about Henry Flaggerty, who lives in Arizona. So Henry, um, no, the thing, he actually had a very unique thing happen to him to where he had cancer, um, in, in testicular cancer. And he went to get it checked out and it had moved into both, into both testicles. And that's extremely rare. In right. fact, it was so rare that he had a, he ended up having a team of doctors coming from universities to see this and examine it and all this, which, you know, I, I, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to have cancer. Nobody wants that. But if you are going to have it, it, I'm assume it would be comforting having a whole bunch of experts around you, yeah. uh, you know, like kind of rooting for your situation. But here's the thing. He had them removed and he got two prosthetics put in and, um, and he was telling me about it. And it was, I was, I was just super fascinated by the whole thing. The, the craziest part though, when he told me about it, that it, this just blew me away is, you know how people who have an amputation get phantom pains or phantom oh, yeah. itches. He gets phantom itches and phantom. The biggest one was phantom pain in the balls as if every once in a while, it just feels 
like he <sighs> got kicked right in the balls out of nowhere. So so even though he's well, he's cancer free now, he's in a great recovery and he's he's such a great guy. So you know he he's he's got a great mindset and stuff. Yeah. He just said every once in a while it'll just be man phantom kick. I gotta tell right, you right right in the stroke. I gotta tell you, listen. Uh, demographic wise, based on the demographics of YouTube, my guess is that our audience probably skews with less penis havers, but there will be some penis havers in the audience, uh, and ball havers in the audience, possessors of these things. Now, the reason why I bring that up is this, um, (laughs) I, okay, here's a good example of, of what I'm trying to explain. I've been playing the new Far Cry game, Far Cry 6, and it takes place in this fictional place called Yada, but it's clearly supposed to be basically like Cuba or something like Cuba, and it's a Spanish-speaking country. And I was playing with my brother Jason, who is like expert level fluent in Spanish. Uh, uh, you know, he's he has like degree, a degree in it. Might, might even be a man. I don't know to what level it is, but he's like... He is as good as being a Spanish speaker as anybody who wasn't born in a Spanish country can be. Like, really, really good. And that's actually not that important, I'm realizing, to explaining how good it is. But but, uh, uh, what is important is I had asked him, I was like, how different do you think our experiences are that you can natively understand and I have to rely on these subtitles or translations or just the fact that there are so many like just NPCs that'll walk by and they'll just be like, oh, coño, es blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know enough Spanish to even fake a sentence. And I thought he would be like, no, you probably get the gist of it. He's like, oh, dude, it's definitely a completely different game. He's like, there are, first of all, weirdly, there are a lot of inside jokes between just the people who actually understand the Spanish natively. He's like, he's like, there's, and then like, just to have this general thing of what they're talking about, there's lots of funny things they say. Then there's lots of like, actually like these NPCs have some level of character to them. He basically was like, he was like, usually I don't think it's this big a deal, but in this case, I think it's like a, almost a totally different game experience. And he's like, and then even just how, uh, sometimes they'll have like a, a thing translated wrong. He's like, you know, it's in the general ballpark, but in reality, the concept's kind of different. That difference where it's a totally different ball game and I'm using ball game as a pun is what listening to that last story from you, Dom, has to be like to those with balls versus without. Because uh, yeah, as you are saying. describing the feelings, the yeah. everything, like I, my balls reacted to your story independent yeah. of my reactions. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a different <laughs> were, experience for my balls. You were listening than it was for me. to the story, yes, and you were like, "Oh, that's tough." Meanwhile, your balls p- packed bags, terrified, went into your body, yeah, and they've already checked. Uh, they are on a plane and they are flying to whatever fictional country is in that game you were just talking about. By the way, I do think that tomorrow we're going to end up talking a lot about this Facebook stuff because this Facebook shit is hitting the goddamn ceiling. I just want enough oh, time. Nice. I just want to. I just want en- enough time to look through the new stuff, become a little bit more, uh, 
they're calling them the Facebook papers become a little bit more where, I mean, they're revealing not just the stuff that what seemed like the big thing was in the past or, or recent past was all this stuff about like, they had all this internal information about how they are harming the psyche of young girls. But now right. it's turning out. They also knew that they, they had a human trafficking problem. Wow. There's definitely a lot to go over and, well, and research yeah. between now and tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds really that sounds really good. I, yeah. I want to do that. But for back right to now, balls. Let's get back to balls. Because and back to penises, really. Back to penises. Well, uh, you know, there, there's a few. Okay. I, I just. <laughs> we haven't read a single response to this. We yet. haven't. And I want to. I want to. I just have to ask. I just have to ask. Because I don't like it when, when you hear men try to compare getting kicked in the balls to like pregnancy or even periods. Right. I and know. Cause I'm sitting here going like, it's such a stupid comparison. Getting hit in the is. balls is way worse than having a baby. Like it, so it, it, much hands worse. Down. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, it, hands down. Because, you know why? And I, <laughs> you know why it's because it's because after childbirth, which is painful, you get a human life after getting kicked in the balls, you get diarrhea. That's all you get. <laughs> There's a number of people that are like, are they serious right now? <laughs> so Maybe if you remember earlier last week, we were talking about a kind of joke that's called being facetious, where we say the opposite of what we mean. No, it's it's not. It's not comparable at all. It's not comparable. At all. Yeah, it's, it's not. different. It's different. It's different. It's so different. But I, I would say like, like being kicked in the balls is the most painful pedestrian thing that can happen to a man. Save like, you know, whatever. Like that, that's, that just means it's, it's the most painful thing that probably every man will experience at, or every per, ball I don't know, man. person. S severe lactose intolerance. Pretty, pretty. I, th I think it's worse. What? What? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, there, and, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, specific to this, because here's the thing. So once again, I don't want to get too much into my medical history, but I know I've mentioned this before. In the past, due to a medical thing that came up, uh, I was treated by something that really wreaks havoc on your body. The treatment wreaks havoc on your body, and it kills a lot of things in your body. Uh, and one of the weird things that happened was on the other side of it, I was no longer lactose intolerant. Like basically huh. my digestive system got reset and the new flora and fauna that make, I don't, not flora, but anyway, the new life's, the new bacteria in my gut were rebalanced and I could handle milk really well. Then over the course of a couple of years, things started, I kept having these episodes where I was having this extreme stomach pain and I was like, oh my God. The, the problem I was having in the past is back. And I was so afraid and I keep going back and they put fingers in places and all kinds of, they're like, no, you're good, dude. Like you're, we still have to manage like what you still deal with, with medication, but things aren't getting worse. You're fine. And it's like, well, what's this pain? And like, well, some people just have pain. You're just going to be one of those people that has pain. And that's like a devastating thing to hear. And like, yeah, I had medications to treat it and all yeah. this stuff. What never occurred to me until very, very recently, I'm talking within the last couple months, is that maybe my lactose intolerance had come back. And there was this time where I was sitting in the bathroom, like doubled over in this extreme pain. And I'm just sitting here going like, honestly, 
I'd rather be punched in the balls a couple of times. And I even considered wow. like, I even considered hitting myself in the balls to see if it would do that thing where it like causes the adrenaline distraction, the pain distraction, the pain. I ended up not doing it, but it was seriously such severe pain. It, wow. So you're telling me, you're telling me that the pain you had was so bad yeah. that you would, you honestly would have rather, it, it been, wasn't even yeah. a hypothetical. It wasn't, man, I'd rather get kicked in the balls. And then I wasn't just you, thinking about kicked in the balls. I was thinking that right. certain stabbing, probably don't hurt so bad you you were you were you were in so much pain you were actually going to like be punitive toward your yeah. ball sack yes in order to relieve the pain you were feeling at the time yes and the funny thing is is it was it was like lower intestinal pain and so it was like some you have some radiation of pain when it's that bad and the pain already was radiating there a little bit uh, like I could already feel like a mild pain in that area. So anyway, uh, I had, and I, I just had this like horrible, horrible pain. Uh, and then I decided to like do some fasting for a couple of days, try and eat very simple. And I did notice that even though I was eating a lot less and eating healthier, sometimes the pain would come back, just not as severe because it was a lot less. And, and I was like, wow, what is triggering this? What is triggering this? And I finally just literally had the thought of like, could I be lactose intolerant again? And I'm not kidding, man. It took like three days of being on lactate to not have that pain again. And like every now and then I'll still get a little stomach discomfort and I still have intestinal issues I have to deal with, but I haven't had that pain again. I've had like a, like a 95% reduction in well, we don't want to talk about our the quality, the types of poops we're having. We want to talk about penises, but like it was this wild. So I actually think it is very. And there are other things that have happened to me. Like I broke my leg years ago, uh, my tibia and fibula, uh, back in 2011. I would have rather been kicked in the balls many times than do that again. Right. I mean, that's like yeah. I was saying, that's, that's, that's not a, okay. So, so with, yeah, exactly. Like, like, you know, getting a, getting your leg broken in any spot severely. This is, I'm just saying like, you know, uh, everybody, every guy has periodically had something happen where you get a good, a good flot in, yeah. in, uh, in the scrot, right. A good yeah, sure. scrot flot. And 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 that that'll that'll pull pressure. The worst that I ever got, the worst that ever happened to me, uh, I still remember vividly. And uh, I was <clears throat> I was in high school, and I had played a prank on a guy where he he was I was in whatever class, who cares? But I had a sweater of his. And um, do I know the was, guy? Uh, maybe he Give was me younger than me. Uh, SW. Okay. No, it wasn't who I thought it was. All right. Keep okay. going, keep going. Anyway. So we were, we were in class together now. It, oh my God. I, I know who you're talking about. Do you really? He looked like Napoleon dynamite. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. We're talking about the exact same person. Yes. Yeah. And so anyway, he was looking for a sweater of his and I had stuffed it down my pants. Okay. Um, and, and, and which immediately stupid thing to do, but I was doing it as a joke. And he was like, where is it? Where is it? And I was like, I think I found something. And I unzipped my pants and like pulled his sweater out, you know, as like, you know, I thought it'd be funny. And he was so mad that he just straight up like the same way that I would imagine a punter in the NFL Oof. approaches yeah. a 
like a football. He he ran, cocked his leg back mid run, and and just all right of his force and momentum yeah. right to it. And and the thing was was the class we were in was jazz band, and I remember that because we had marching band shoes. And they come to like a point and it hit. And now I don't know if you remember clackers. If you remember when you go to the roller rink and you could spend 25 cents on these clackers, it was like a stick and it had two balls. And you, the goal was to make them clack up yeah. above and below. Sure. And they were, yeah. My balls turned into clackers. Clackers. He yeah, hit yeah. them yeah. and they went up around the shaft of my penis, hit that way and then came back down and collided <laughs> into each other again and, and 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 i and here was the thing when that happened i immediately passed out i know i passed out because when i came to it was like the movies when you pass out and there was all these people hovered around me and i opened my eyes and the pain set in and strictly out of pain, the same way that when you dissect a frog or something, the legs might still move out yeah. of whatever leftover adrenaline. My eyes opened and the pain set in and I just <laughs> began running. Just ru like, like Forrest Gump style oh, running. And I ran to the bathroom and I sat down and 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 I, I had diarrhea and I ended up passing out again on the toilet. And then waking up again, I, it was legitimately the worst. That was, that was such a, it was so traumatic. And once again, another story that people with balls had a different experience listening yes, to than, like it was, than those it, without. Totally. It yeah. was a total, it was very, very, very bad. And, yeah. and so. Which I, I do want to mention, there are some people who would have been like, well, Tom, that was kind of a messed up joke to do, like put in somebody's. Yes. But SW was certainly yeah. a part of what I will call the uh, extraordinary league of squirrel tappers. Cause that dude squirrel tapped me and everybody and him. And uh, oh. uh, I'll give you another set of initials. Oh. You remember TJ, TJ mm. musician. Yeah. Yes, of course. Of okay. Course, okay, of course. okay. Yeah. That dude, that dude, like it's, it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, you know, I wasn't traumatized by that. But that right. is like sexual assault. I remember one time oh. I was just getting off the bus at a choir event and dude just comes up and just cups me, like holds them <laughs> and then wipes Look, up. And I'm like, why? I can't speak. I can't speak for the, the, the Zennials in who are listening. I can't speak for Generation Z. All I know is with us, with millennials, there was a trend yeah. for men growing up to walk around and just tap each other in such a way and this is what there something was a lot of people don't understand and for the record i just want to point out before uh, i did not participate in this maybe with my brothers i hit them in the balls once right. or twice ever and probably got the shit beat out of me for it and honestly, it wouldn't have even been like, a, I'm passing you, so I'm going to squirrel tap you. It would have been a like, you're beating me up, so this is my last name. But yeah, right. there was this like, well, this was during that time too. Dom and I were still in high school before yep. it was okay to be openly queer. And so yes. you have all yes. these like straight guys. Oh, and you know the way we show we're straight by touching each other's junk all the time. Right, right. And and what's important, and I have to, I have to say that like, to anybody who is not a ball haver, yeah, you and, and and this is actually good advice if you're ever in if you're ever in danger if you are ever in danger and you are you know being being you know assaulted or something like that this is good to know 
you don't need to strike that area hard at all. In fact, just strike a, it at all. Yeah, a light, a light, swift tap. Yeah, will hurt as much. Yep. As like if you were trying to go to the arcade and punch one of those punching yeah, sure. things at full force, like because there's um, actually there's actually a diminishing return. That uh, so it's it's kind of like you know yeah, what it's absolutely. almost similar to the curve of Dunning Kruger, where it's like there's actually a soft tap that will hurt more. Then yep. a significant amount of harder taps, but then at a certain point of hardness, you run to the bathroom and have diarrhea. Well, and yeah, no, exactly. Well, and, and, but then, but then if it's too hard, like if, if somebody, cause I've been, you know, I did like martial arts and stuff. And if someone will go for a cheap shot and it, even if, if, if they don't get it right, then it, it, you know, you almost don't feel it at all. But to, to show you that exact bell curve you were talking about, the time that it hurt the second most was just when my, when my son was maybe four years old and his hand was right in that area and he was looking somewhere and he went to get my attention, you know, and you know, sometimes if you get someone's attention, you'll kind of flick them with yeah. your wrist and your fingers like, Hey, 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 he did that to me to get my attention. He went, Hey, look, and just right. I was wearing sweatpants yeah. and it was just, I mean, you know, the same way that you might, if you saw like anything dangling, you might just flick it. In Don't do that, people. I'm just sitting here going like, I'm hoping that this thing we're describing <laughs> no longer occurs. Yes, he 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 did that. And I'm telling you, that was the second uh, uh, next to the getting full on kicked. That was the second most amount of pain uh, that I'd ever felt uh, horrible, in that area. Horrible. It's terrible. And, and what we used to do, like when I was in, uh, you know, I was in a band and we all lived together in college. We love to, to do it with like a, if, if someone was in the kitchen and you're, and you know, you're, you have a, you know, a spatula, we loved, you know, someone walk by and as they walk by, you just be like, boop with the spatula. No. Oh yeah. This we, is part of why I've never been able to have abuse. roommates. It was abuse, but like it was, if you were a millennial, that was such a normal thing. Not, not doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't make it okay, <laughs> but, but, but it's one of those like, it's, it's one so of those like. It's so weird, man. When I just think back to all of the like, yeah, we're all hetero. Let's show each other our wieners. Oh dude. Okay. I'm, 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 I know. I'm, I just got so many of these. I'm going to tell that. No, story. no, 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 no. Don't tell that story. I know the story you're thinking you of. Know what? Don't, you don't tell the story. But okay. we're, and let's get back to the penis thing, uh, the, <laughs> reading the penis things. I know yes, the story yes. you're going to tell and I'm telling you for your own good not to tell it. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Fine. But, fine. But, and, and for the record, Dom wasn't the monster in the story he was going to tell, but somebody in that story should probably go to jail. Well, they should. And I, okay, I won't tell the story, but my point is if you were a millennial growing up in high school between 2000 and 2006, I would say that if like, like so much of the behavior that men would like, got young guys would do to each other as just a common joke. Oh yeah. Like, Oh, that's a common joke. Oh yeah. That happened to me. That happened to me. That happened to me. So much of that now is probably the reason there's so much sexual harassment. Like, 
Oh yeah, know, there's a lot of bad things, and there's a lot of people that are like, "Dude, I did that as a kid. It wasn't a big deal." And I'm sitting here going, like, as a person who did not participate, and I'm not saying that as a hero. It's probably once again my autism. I hated that shit, and I hated right. everyone who did it, and I hated right. fucking TJ. Coming, and I'm literally just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? This is something I don't show anybody this except for the people that do something with it. If you know what I'm talking about, like, right, right. this is mine." This is you are violating. Yeah, I hated well, that shit, man. The point of so it much. was to the point of it was to one hurt you, of course, and the other point of it was to I don't know when there TJ was like, like a level cupped of, it. There was a level of like ha ha, I touched it. <laughs> That's yeah, I you know. know. But T, like TJ wasn't hurting it; he was cupping oh, it. He was uh, cupping. He would do like, the he would do the cup. Like yeah, let me make you that. uncomfortable. Like, yeah, and that and, was, and man, also like get a feel. I'm just like. Oh my God! Go start a Christian rock band, which I believe he later did. By the way, yes, that's true. That's uh, true. And, and and before we get back to the post and the penis stuff, I do just want to say not about TJ but SW. Do you think it's sad that 13 years later, after he has left that school, that we're still identifying him <laughs> by the guy who looked like Napoleon well, Dynamite? Yeah, right. But I will. I will say this actually, because he's 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 still around, and and I, I see him around a bunch. He's actually he's a he's a big player in town now, and uh, he got like strikingly handsome, to where to where it's really funny because you know a lot of people in high school they look awkward, and there's like that that thing where people get together and. In movies or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, you know, at the ten year reunion, he would be that one. He would be the one who, at the ten year reunion, or whatever, fifteen year reunion, twenty year reunion, comes back, and everyone goes, oh, you know, he he he's totally got like a. I, I'm looking at like him right now on Facebook, and I'm like, dude, just looks like Napoleon Dynamite grew a beard. Calm down, <laughs> calm down." I had a bigger transformation than this guy. What are you talking I'm looking at him in a mask and I'm like, is this him from high school wearing a mask for some reason? Nah, I think, I think he's, I think. So basically Dom internalized, Dom internalized that physical altercation he had with this guy (laughs) and now is in love with him because he, tail as old as time. No, I see him all the time. He's he's always wearing like tailored suits that look like like Barney from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, he started doing that I think right after high school though. Yeah, I and, think and yeah, he became the suit guy. Yeah, and, he and I think it works for him. I'm and just if saying, I don't, it works for him. I think that also like if I remember running into him at bars, I might be mixing him up with one other guy. But I feel like he also kind of became kind of like Barney from How I Met Your Mother. And I don't uh, mean that as a comp. No, I'm just kidding. This dude's, no. I don't give a fuck. This guy can, uh, I, I hope he's having a good life and that he stopped kicking people in the balls because they put sweaters down their things and no more yeah. squirrel tapping. And I'm not going to, you know, like I said, I'll I, be I, honest. I, have- I did not like this guy in high school. So, I mean, that's, oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that, uh, uh, I would count him amongst people who I was kind of like a very feminine very flamboyant character at that time. And because of the the day, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you don't get bullied by the top tier bullies. You get bullied by like the people who are bullied by the top tier bullies. <laughs> and, and I felt like 
he was usually a dick to me in a way that I you know, would call bullying. You know what's funny is and 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 we can get back I want to get back to these these res but but this is very interesting because I know someone who um and I think there there is this level of this person exists. It's very interesting psychologically is you know the person who's an outcast cuz they're bullied um and then but however however they aren't, you know, they're the people who are outcasts uh, and, and because they're bullied because they are part of the counterculture. They're different. They're, they're, you know, oddballs. They're unique. They're the land of misfit toys. These are my people. But, but then there are those who are kind of cast aside and bullied and are more envious of the bully. Like they, if, if, if given the opportunity, they would be the bully. And a lot of their pain comes from the fact that they're getting bullied and are not. Am I making sense here? I would like to say that not only are you making sense, I think you're trying to reword a rant I go on all the time and take credit for it. You fucking dick. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, no. I'm going to bully you now. I, no, the no, way no. I always put it, the, the thing that I always say is, let's just go look at Twitter, for example, which is 90%, not 90%, but it's so, there is a group of people out there who are from like just the sort of person who, if you tell, if they just tell you a little bit about the kind of person they were in high school, you can guess very easily whether they were bullied or not. And so it's a lot of people who, there are a lot of people who were bullied or come from a group that was bullied, who then when given the opportunity to have a voice, to have any kind of platform or have any kind of power where you hope they would go, people treated me like this. I want to make the world better. They instead go, you thought you were good at bullying me? Wait until you see what I've come up with. Right, 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 right. And that's, it's, it's Twitter. I mean, Twitter is like, so many people where it's like, yes, you have trauma. And I totally understand that. I, I love this too, because it's one of those things where it's like, there are people who will say, you don't get to call me out for this because this is from my trauma. And I've literally had in my recent past, those same kinds of people treating me like absolute garbage, saying a bunch of ableist stuff. And I have never, never once said, you have to forget. You have to let something go because I'm autistic. I have, however, explained uh, actions I've done from that autism. However, still, if I hurt somebody in a way that I didn't realize I was going to, I go out of my way to apologize, try to make it right. And I had these groups of people that are like, were like fucking attacking me, saying this, all this shit about. He just blames everything on his autism, which has never happened once, or says you have to let everything go. And and. Uh, ironically are themselves being like such ableist pricks because what they're actually saying is like, you don't get to mention your autism because if you do, I don't feel like I can give you the shit for it. And in reality, I actually do want to roast you for having autism. And by going, don't blame your autism. I'm actually saying, don't stop me from bullying you for having autism. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is that, you know, hurt people hurt people. And, and, you know, a lot of times bullied people bully people, bullied people, bully people. It, like yeah. if you have trauma, most people 
who do awful, awful stuff. And I'm talking super awful stuff. Sure, like serial Murder killers. and whatever. You yeah. can look into their past, but the behavior, it's its never an excuse. Right. As in, as in, it's really important to be able to say, I am always accountable for my actions. Exactly. And on one hand, on one hand, it, it's, it's one thing to be understanding of somebody, but you have to set a boundary. You have to go, hey, right. I understand why you did this. However, it did hurt me and it's not okay, regardless of the, the thing. Right. Though I do want to pop in. I do want to pop in right here with a slight clarification because the internet, when they talk about accountability, often thinks accountability means I've come up with a set of rules that you violated and whether or not you agree with those sets of rules that I've arbitrarily created on the spot, uh, you're accountable to the set of rules we basically pulled out of our ass. So that's another part where it's like, even this word accountability is so used and abused like crazy, but I know what you're saying that, that I mean, absolutely yeah. serial killers all uh, very often have these very similar profiles of uh, oh. cruel mothers, no father. Uh, often there's also traumatic brain injuries. There's all, right. there's all, yeah, all these, all and kinds her of people are, and, and so when you were talking about the thing about Twitter, you know, those are people who have been bullied and thus have a lot of hate in their heart from what they've gotten. And then, and then, you know, they then use someone else as a receptacle to, to get out all that hate. You know, I had a roommate, what I was talking about was I I had a roommate who, who was, um, she, she was a very good friend of mine and all this. And I just noticed something about her. She would always talk about how she hated mean girls. You know, like there was always, she would always talk about this group of girls in high school that were the mean girls and they never let her, you know, let, let, they were exclusionary. They never let her at the table. They always judged you based on your clothes and your whatever. And, but yet, um, it seemed like when she got older, she started becoming a part of the upper echelon a little bit and becoming more of a sociolite. And she ended up kind of coming into that class and all of a sudden, it was like her, her big thing about the mean girls wasn't that they were mean. It was that she wasn't a part of them. And then the second she became a part of them, that's when it yeah. was then she got to almost relished in, oh, now I get to be the one. It's it's very but similar But when it's a to- community like that, though, now it isn't just like, yes, I get to be the one. But I also have this group of people around me completely validating me that as we're like being dicks to people. We think that we're the good guys. My God, if the Internet isn't covered just and I mean, in reality, not just the Internet, the world of people who are horrible people creating communities that believe they're the good guy because the community convinces them they are. Well, and that's every, I mean, that's literally every, every group essentially makes itself a group because they believe they are righteous in some way. And thus are, they have this, they figured out some sort of complete truth of virtue that they then get to like perpetuate onto people. Um, Yeah. But what's interesting to me is when uh, what's interesting to me is like you ever, whenever something happens in society where we're like, Hey, stop doing this. It's not good. There are the people who are like upset because they now don't get to, it's kind of like hazing in high school in high school. You know, there was like the hazers who were like, yeah, you know, when the freshmen come in, 
they're freshmen. So we get to like make fun of them and do all this stuff. And yeah, we get to haze them. You see it in college too. These freshmen, we get to, we get to mess with them. And then the freshmen hate it. And they're like, wow, some of the shit you're doing is awful and traumatic. But then they get to become sophomores or seniors themselves. And they're like, now it's our turn to do it to the freshmen. And I had it done to me and now I get to do it to them. And when someone comes in and goes, hey, we're not going to do that anymore because it's fucking cruel or it's not <laughs> cool. They get pissed because they're like, what? But no. we had it done to us. We were so to, looking. Now it's, now it's my turn. I like, thought we were going to get to pay thing. it forward. The only thing that got me through having somebody publicly like smack my ass with a stick on a building was knowing that I one day get to do this to somebody. Yeah. And now you're saying that it has to stop. And, and they and dropped me get- naked in a public park and I had to run home with no clothes on. And I was going to do that, but I was also going to cover the next guy in Greece. What are you and talking about? I want to way do home, it. All I could think about was the poor son of a bitch that I'm going to perpetuate this to. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and I also love this and this is what, and then we're going to get back to penises, but, yes. uh, one of my brothers and I were talking about this the other day and we were talking about another brother who says things like, well, this abusive behavior our parents did, they did it to me and I turned out fine. And both of us just want to be like, you turned out the worst. (laughs) You're a horrible person, a horrible parent. Oh, I bet you're also bad at playing badminton, which isn't related but somehow it is. <laughs> I don't know how, but it is. Well, yeah. And, and, and the thing with that, too, is I hate that argument for anything because all human beings are far too different and complex for one blanket thing to work for everybody. Right. And so it's it's really annoying when someone's like, oh, well, you know, this teaching, this parenting style worked really well for me. But like, yeah, that could have the exact opposite effect on something. That's how me and my brother are. Like my mom was really good at Jewish guilt. And for me, what the Jewish guilt did was made me be like, oh my gosh, I've got to do everything she asks or else I'm going to disappoint her and make her cry. And I don't want to do that. And and that was like, but for my brother, it was like, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. My brother was like, screw you. No, I don't, you know. It, it, it like had the opposite effect on him, you know? And so yeah. you can't say, well, yeah. this worked for me, even if it did work for your brother, you know, it's like, yeah, good, good for you. Like, I'm glad, like, you know, I'm glad like tough love or, or, or like psychological, uh, whatever, like dark psychology worked really well to motivate you, but for the rest of us, it left also, us traumatized it's an, and insecure. Yeah. And also, I think a lot of people would who, who know these individuals would beg to differ. I like the people, yeah. too. They're like, well, I was spanked and I turned out well. And it's like, no, you didn't. Because even if you could say that you are a mostly OK person, you still think that a child should be taught with violence and fear. You're still defending that as a concept. So no, you didn't turn out okay. And using this to justify, but when I'm frustrated, I want to be allowed to hit my kid is not, right. does not make you okay. You like, yeah. Yeah. oh my God. That was another, that was one of, one of my, one of my favorite lines I ever heard from my brother was he was like five years old. And my mother was like, you know, Hey, 
if you take that candy, I'm going to spank you. And he looked at the candy and he looked at her and he was like, how hard? <laughs> Is this a negotiation? <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, because this candy looks pretty delicious. Yeah. And I'm thinking I got a pain threshold that it's might worth it. And also, this after is why I, I tell spanked, people not to treat train their dogs. I'm not even kidding. I'm literally like, do treats with your dog as a part of like having fun with your dog and like enjoying. Then they're like, yeah, I'm excited. I got to treat all that stuff. But as far as like training a dog, you just have to train a dog to do. Because otherwise, if you tell a dog to stay because you realize there's a squirrel and it's caught his attention and he's going to want to chase it, and it, he's basically going like, okay. I associate stay with a treat. What is more exciting to me, the treat or the squirrel? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you, you're like, huh. It becomes a negotiation. Right. Right. Yeah, you don't want that happening. You don't want that happening in dogs or five-year-olds, which <laughs> aren't dissimilar in how you train them. You take a, a spray bottle of water to the face of a five-year-old, you'd be surprised at how well it works. I'm saying that as a joke. And as I'm doing it, I am flashbacking to our mother literally doing that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. if it was in the kitchen, she'd grab the sprayer from the sink. Ugh. My son my son was the worst at negotiations because he was he, – everything is – so, everything's so logical with him. So yeah. I remember – you know, he'd, he'd stay the summer with my parents and then he'd come back and I'd be like, all right, bud, you know, eight thirties bedtime. And he'd go, well, at Papa's, uh, I got to stay up until 11. And I said, well, I don't care. I'm your dad. I'm the boss. I say eight 30. And he'd be like, mind you, you know, he's like five years old. He'd go, well, you're my dad. So you're my boss. And you say eight 30. However, Papa's your dad. So he's your boss. And he says 11. So, and I'm just like, shut up and go to bed. Yeah, like, yeah, just, so just like, first, I feel like I, even with a five-year-old, I'd be like, okay, now you did it. We are going to stay up to 11 and you're going to get to hear me talk about the dynamic I have with my father. <laughs> like, is this, this is what you want. You wanted to stay up till 11? Wish granted, little man. Let's talk about my dad, or as you like to call him, my boss. Oh, oh, you don't even know the door you have opened. Anyway, penises. Penises. Let's let's do this. So here are some I of the responses. Responses on Twitter or on, I, on on Reddit. Actually, you don't want to hear them, but I'm gonna read them to you anyway because oh, great. I didn't know something. I had always thought that the phrase testicular torsion referred to blue balls. Yes, it does not. I've actually so so I learned something from this post, and I learned something recently on listening to the podcast Science Versus that blue balls are not what people think blue balls are. And I had thought this too. So the reason why this topic came up is because one of those people that is out there that is so woke, they're delirious, basically said, guys, just so you know, blue balls doesn't exist at all. It's just something men make up to force you to sleep with them. Now, listen, there are different topics in there that we have to cover. The try to coerce you to sleep with them is actually separate from does it exist or not. And they were trying to say it's this entirely invented thing for that reason. It is not. It is a real thing. How it works 
is not how we thought it. Well, a lot of us think it works. For me, I thought it was, okay, my body got a bunch of sperm ready for blasting out, and then I didn't blast it out, so the sperm went back into my balls, but the balls already had new sperm, and so now the veins are all double-filled with sperm, and it's just constricting my balls. I thought that that was what it was. Turns out it's not. Is that what you thought it was too, Dom? Yeah, I thought it was, it was, it was, well, I thought it was something like if, if you get, you know, excited and ready to go right? and then the blood's flowing and then, you know, you, it has to go back down, then it pinches a, it pinches some kind of, um, you know, tube in there. Basically there's not enough room for your juices to go back in is what we thought. Yeah. And it causes like a pinch. Turns out it's not correct at all because first of all, and when you ejaculate, that sperm is already weeks old. That sperm was made in your testic- testicles forever ago. So as far wow. as storing the old stuff, it doesn't create the new stuff in that 10-minute variable time where you will or won't or however long it is. Uh, you're already like weeks ahead in sperm production, which is why when you get a vasectomy, it takes weeks for you to no longer have to worry about getting somebody pregnant that you will still have sperm in your, in your ejaculate for a while. Okay, so, interesting. Yeah. What it actually is, and and this is what it is understood like most likely to be, but because it is not a severe condition, in the same way that we haven't really studied certain types of phantom itches and, and or just itching that is inexplainable and stuff, because it is very rarely a severe condition, it isn't researched like most medical conditions. But what it is most understood likely to be is that when you are aroused, you blood is sent in the same way that when you run, we send blood from our organs to our extremities. It's the same thing. Blood is sent. It is, it is triggered in your brain and it is sent to the area. And that is how erections happen from that blood that is sent to the area. When you, uh, when you do not ejaculate, sometimes the signal does not get sent to take the blood back. So now you have a pooling of blood in that area that is overfilling veins and the like that that is there too long. And it is actually that that is causing that sensation of constriction and pain. It is the blood, not the sperm. And, and that is why when the way to fix it is to ejaculate and people think, oh, I emptied my balls, but that's not actually why the pain goes away. It's because your body sends the signal, okay, take all of that excess blood back and the blood stops pooling. I had thought, anyway, so then the separate issue is that men use to coerce you into sleeping with them. That's a legitimate issue we can talk about separately because guys who are coercive that are like, you have to, you cause this problem. That is wrong to, to try and guilt somebody into do it and be coercive because at the end of the right. day, you could take care of it yourself. And the people, and they act like, no, I, it has to be taken care of by you. Yes. The solution is ejaculation, but pretending like that, that is something that someone else is obligated to do. That is a problem. However, that person who was basically saying anybody who ever told you they have blue balls is a predator. Who's lying to you. That person is also an asshole for making that claim. Cause they were wrong. Blue balls do exist. Now we're back to testicular torsion. The top, result on this is the possibility of testicular torsion has got to be up there. And that was the worst thing about having a penis. I had thought testicular torsion was this like faux scientific term people have for blue balls. It is not. I'm going to read to you 
the response to that that one Redditor is describing. Dom, your balls will react independent from your face. I want you to know that. Here is what the person said. Had one, referring to testicular torsion, got surgery to untwist it. Had both balls sewn to sack. The the intensely painful recovery week makes you really understand just how much they move around. Even on painkillers, I dreaded each slow walk to the bathroom, calculating the next best move that would result in the least amount of painful ball shuffling. Lucky I got to keep them, though. The sentence out of that story that has it will occupy my mind for the next year. And if you think I'm kidding, just somebody randomly asked me, hey, so as you fell asleep last night, what'd you think about? And be totally honest. And I if four ask me four or five months from now, I'm gonna give you a small list of things. And and the phrase had both balls sewn to sack will Ugh. be among them. That, yeah, that, that is the, you know, it's Halloween and I'm glad we're, we're kind of getting horror themed here Yes, because that is like out of a freaking Slipknot song. That is, that is so brutal. I agree. Oh, I, the phrase (laughs) had both balls sewn Sewn to sack. Mm. Well, that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much. I'm going to go and just, (laughs) it's one of those things where now I'm kind of like, I don't know. You almost voluntarily want to get them removed and like, let me just, I don't want any more kids anyway. Let me just go get a couple of prosthetics and use some drugs for the testosterone supplementing because I don't even want the possibility uh, this is like one person below that writes, I thought I had it bad only having one sewed to my sack after the surgery. It's been two years and it still doesn't feel right, but holy hell, I'll take that, take it over the pain of torsion itself any day. So apparently actual testicular torsion, by the way, according to these people, the torsion itself is worse than having your balls sewn to your sack. Oh my God. Like I do so much work with mental imagery and talking about how painting a picture in your mind creates a emotional response. And when I hear just that phrase balls sewn to sack, I I immediately go, why would you even say that? Like, why would you even put that thought and thus feeling into my brain. It's so bad. Oh my gosh. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Should we read more? I mean, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if, I don't know if we're ever going to uh, top that one. Uh, it's funny. Cause somebody in the comments was like, by the way, this is the answer to the Reddit. This is the worst thing. Yeah, that is the answer. That is the answer to the Reddit. Yeah, absolutely. You you found it. You've found it. 
I totally agree. Okay, sorry. I was also sending off some messages right now, trying to get some stuff done for an episode that's coming out later today, most likely. All right, let's read more. Maybe it'll make us feel better. Okay, here's one that I cannot identify with because I've never had this issue with AIM. Look, when I sit down to use the bathroom, my dick is pointing downward. But I guess for some people, it's not maybe. Maybe that it's pointing more perpendicular and they have to hold it pointed down. I don't know. But this individual wrote, sometimes when having a poop, you automatically pee. And I don't know about sometimes. Have you ever not peed when pooping? I thought that was always. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Yeah, okay. You automatically pee. This person said it was only sometimes when having a poop. You automatically pee, and it goes through the little gap between the toilet seat and bowl, wetting your underwear and bringing great shame. Then there is, I love that, and bringing great shame. It sounds- That is the best, that is the, that is the best, because at first I was like, wow, I haven't heard that phrase unless this was like a epic poem from- you know, like East Asia a hundred years ago. But you know what? That is exactly how that feels. I have never had this happen. And I'm not sitting here trying to say I've got some giant swinger of a dick, uh, but it would be easier for me to- You've never had that happen? Really? Maybe as a kid, but it would be easier for me to pee on my own balls than it would be out the top of the toilet. you, you never- no, it's not the top of the toilet. No, he's saying the, the part between the gap between the toilet seat and the bowl. Yeah. My dick is always pointed at least 60 degrees down from that position, from perpendicular. I I have no, whatever this is, if people are getting on the toilet with erections, maybe, I don't know. My dick has never pointed outward and been able to do that. I would say the most it's gotten is maybe, like, you know how the bowl has a big square lip that's like two inches? Yes. Maybe once or twice it has clipped the top of that. Maybe. And I probably had to be sitting in a weird ass position, but I have never had pee from sitting down to poop escape the bowl in any way. All right. You and I are different in that way, sir. However, my balls have touched the water. Yep. Which is horrifying. And my dick has definitely touched the side of the bowl in a too small of a toilet. Right. And that's actually the next part. Then there's the penis head touching the toilet bowl moment. If yep. this happens in a public toilet, the moment can induce suicidal tendencies. And I'm literally like, <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, I was literally thinking that my thought was the second that happens, my first, my first thought is I need a bowl. I need bleach. I need water. And I need a scrub brush. My first thought is like schedule a panel, a blood panel. Yeah, that's for my dick, by the way. That's yeah. not for the toilet bowl. No, I know. <laughs> I need I need the toilet bowl cleaner. I will use that and I will wash it around with a bristled brush and scrub the head of my penis to make sure that that never happens. So then the next one is morning boners when you have to pee, which here's the thing. That's another one where I'm like, I can do it. It's uh, not like I'm it's sorry. impossible, but you just have to push a little more. And maybe that's a little uncomfortable. Did he say, did this person say that's the worst part? Because I think that's an Olympic sport. I agree. Now, the weird thing about it is, have you ever noticed that it's harder to control the pressure that you're like, like normally when you're peeing, you can pee very 
light pressure to very hard pressure easily. Whereas I feel like with a, when you have a boner, I feel like you can only do maximum pressure and it kind of like spreads more. It, it still doesn't, if you're careful, you're not going to hit the bowl or anything, but like yeah. where the width of the end of your stream of urine is usually like half of a dime's width. This is like, it more like fans out to the width of like See, a half dollar. For me, whenever it would happen to me, it was always, what you do is you pee a rainbow. You know, you, 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 it starts off like a fountain, very, it, and it's, it's, it's parabolic. It's like a big old parabola. And, and you've got to back up from the toilet. Oh, that's and, true. Yeah. I've definitely, right? I've, I've definitely had that where you like, you have to start a different distance and then adjust yeah. as you go. And then you back up. And then the thing is that's scary is it's a good stream, but it doesn't end, you know, equally it, it yeah. starts to fade out. And then you have to run towards the toilet doing the kind of fish out of water thing and, and make sure that it, you know, you, it, it, it's a timing thing. Hey, how are you with solipsism? Uh, I mean, I can, I, t I can tend to be quite solipsistic at times. You can. Do you sure. ever like, do you ever like worry that learning information only enters the universe because you learned it? Huh? It's, it's one of those weird angst one can have. I don't believe I'm the only thing that exists in the universe, but I'm aware of the concept of solipsism. And because I'm the only yeah. thing I can be sure of. I also don't know that I'm not the entire universe. And so I remember like there have been times in the past where it's been like, what if this concept of physics, if I try to have somebody in the universe explain it to me when there actually isn't an explanation that they can give, it'll destroy the universe. That's very interesting. Without a suspicion that it's going to actually happen, just a general angst. These are these like solipsistic, solipsistic uh, uh, sort of angsts you can have when you're going yeah. down that. So, Dom, here is why I brought it up. It's been a while since I've had such a, a solipsistic consideration. However, while reading about testicular torsion, yes. I worried that by learning about it, and the concept of balls being sewn to the sack, that the act of learning has designated this for my future. Right. Now, now that's not necessarily uh, solipsism. Uh, but it kind of is because the idea is until I learned it, it didn't actually exist. That's I, I hear you. However, there is a bit of cognitive science behind this because um, what now that you are aware of it, you have to be careful of the placebo effect causing it to be so. Sure, which I, I don't think, that's kind of like, I don't know. I don't think there's, I think a lot of very physical conditions you can't placebo yourself into. Do you know what I mean? Like Some, some of them you can though. Like, have you ever heard of the, the vomiting experiment? Sure. I, and that I totally get. We're talking that, that we're talking about. This is a scenario where I think your balls tie themselves in knots. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, well, and that'd be interesting. Like, can I will myself, like, just through to knit my, my brain's communication to knit with my, my body vast deference to to actually create a a uh, <laughs> this situation? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what I will say um, <sighs> that I do want to say is because. Just going back to how you were talking about this solipsistic thing where because you've learned about it, now it exists. And now it's dead. And now it's my future. One thought that I have that, and I, I, 
this is a thought I had when I was a little kid, and I I don't believe it. Anybody listening to this, I don't believe it. Right. This is the hardest thing, too. When you try to explain to people, like, you can have solipsistic angst without being a hard solipsist who believes you're the only thing that exists in the universe. What I like to think, just because it's fun, it's a fun game for me to think, and I enjoy thinking it. Once again, there's a difference between having the thought and belief. But this fun just thought I like to think, whenever a thought enters my mind from the past that I haven't thought of since it happened. Has that ever happened to you? Sure. Where you're just going through life and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and you thought about something and you're like, I haven't thought about that since it happened. Um, Whenever that happens, I like to think it's time travel. I like to think that a time traveler, not necessarily me, was messing around in the past and created that moment and in the past and then... Because he created that moment in the past, That's it all of a sudden in. created a memory in my head that wasn't there before. Oh my I God. Like, oh. I can't believe you believe this, you narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> No, that reminds, I mean, that's that's like another thought thing that I don't like. It's another one that causes great angst is just this thing where you go like, okay, observe the moment you're having right now. How can you prove that you actually had any moment prior to it and that you weren't basically implanted into that moment you're observing with all of the memories right. intact? And like, yeah. it's funny because you're like, well, no, because I can remember other times I did it. Okay, but they could have given you the memory of remembering yeah. other times you did. It's 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 like this oh, yeah. horrible angsty thing where you're like, I only know that I exist this second, even though I feel like the memories of the few seconds prior to this feel like they must have been re- recording this podcast with Dom. I couldn't have been dropped just right here and reality on pod. Like it just wouldn't. It just doesn't work. But I can't prove that that's not the case. It- it's true. And you know what? That's why I'm like, a, I actually am a big fan of the Twilight Zone. If you watch the old Twilight Zone, they used to play with these concepts. And there's this great episode about this young woman who's so upset. She, she's got a rich family and she's got a rich father and mother. And she's so upset because the father and mother keep her inside all the time. And the father makes robots and he just made all these lifelike robots to serve her all the time. And she's like, I want human interaction. I've had this my entire life. I want a real life and a real family. And, and I want to go outside and I'm I'm sick of all these robots. And the twist is you find out she was a robot because the parents couldn't make children. So they just implanted her with these memories and stuff. And the, the whole episode is her revealing that. And the crazy thing is, is while the twilight zone, that was like 60, years ago they played with all these deeply philosophical concepts that were horrifying and kind of created modern horror and and psychological thrillers even they couldn't come up with the notion of sewing your balls to your your, scrotum to to your sack even they they didn't ever explore that one not once and i'm kind of mad about it i feel like they could have helped me through this yes let's read more So worst thing about having a penis, the main reason I want to read this one is because I want to read the response to it. They're the most temperamental things. Hard when you don't want it to be. Soft when you want it to be hard. Sometimes a light breeze makes it go off. Sometimes it's like trying to start a fire with two wet sticks. (laughs) That's the most annoying thing. They just don't always cooperate. And then the response to this, and I love this response. I can relate. Dicks are spiteful cunts. <laughs> I 
Love that. Oh, Tom. And the audience here. Thank you. Uh, let's see. That one's stupid. Uh, one person wrote that the worst thing about having a penis is that it's not detachable. Agreed. Agreed. I don't care about that. All right, Agreed. here's one. When you finish peeing and the tip is still wet, so you give it a gentle flick, but some drop still remains, so you dab it with a single toilet paper, but instead of the toilet paper soaking up the moisture, scraps of it paper stick to your dick, like when yep. you peel off a price tag, but it doesn't come off clean. This is another issue I don't have, and I'll explain why. I had this when I was younger, but now I no longer only have a drop or two left in the reserve. And I don't know why this happens, but ever since I was about 22, 23, I now have to do not so much a shake as almost like a, you're trying to milk a cow's udder. And I will get one more, probably ounce of pee. I don't know, maybe a tablespoon. And it's more like a tiny little stream comes out as I coax it out like an, uh, it's, it's like a little pull and it just, and, and it's, it's, it's the amount that if I didn't do that and I put it in my pants, it would be like, oh my God, I just wet myself a little. Not like I just got a drop or two in my underwear. I just wet myself a bit. Uh, and so anyway, yeah, that's uh, I so I don't have this problem because I clear the chamber completely now. See, that's smart. I, I always hated the phrase, you know, people said the phrase, if you shake it, more than three times you're playing with yourself. You ever yeah. heard this? Yeah. And by okay. the way, which presumes that I don't want to play with myself. Right. Exactly. Well, it's like, yeah, okay, fine. But whoever said that, cause it's normally for, for boys or, right. you know, when, when you're, when you're a little kid and you pee and you got to do the shake to get yeah. the driblets off. And someone would say, well, you do it more than three times. You're playing with yourself. Whoever said that didn't have a penis. Because I like, there's no chance. Like what I've done, even if I'm in a hurry is I've learned how to kind of grab it and shake it as fast as I could. Like someone trying to like give trauma to a snake, like <laughs> really fast. I think I can get probably like, uh, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be generous. Like I'm going to say 12 to 15 shakes in a matter of, under a second. Sure. And then, and then I put it in, uh, you know, and even still there's a droplet or two left over. I really don't think that that faucet ever turns off sure. and it gets worse as you get older, by the way. Well, like I said, I clear the chamber. You should try the chamber clearing way. I feel like what you're describing is that you you actually have the same amount of pee still stuck in the chamber as me. And if you would try where you start at the base and you kind of lead Louvre up to the tip where you're kind of compressing and stretching it at the same time. The first couple of times you do it, it'll probably turn you on. But then once you've been doing it a hundred times, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, uh, it. And it'll clear the chamber. Dom, I really think you should try this. Try clearing the chamber and, and, and report back to me. Okay. If that worked. Okay. Hey, um, I, I have to get rock and rolling soon. Can we do one more? Well, so I want to do two more because the the yeah. next one's only one word, and it's the worst thing about having a penis is expectations. Oh, that's good. It's very deep. That, another, hang on. Okay, that's very enough. good. That's the last one. I promise I won't do that. <laughs> uh, this the next one is the only reason I don't like it is because I can't control the volume of it. I don't have your slider over here. <laughs> anyway. 
this one. Having the sudden urge to adjust it every five minutes, especially with jeans, it gets so uncomfortable. I would say this, I get this and I'm like, I've definitely had times where I'm like, God, there's no way to adjust my dick without looking like I'm doing something weird. But I would say, I think we can all agree that an uncomfortable dick is still better than an uncomfortable butthole. You ever have spicy food and there's an itch up inside it and you're trying to sit? Yes. And you're like trying to shift in ways where you're just trying to look like you're comfortable, but you're just hoping something will satiate or reduce this inner anal itch. Mm, mm. Anyway, inner anal itch is the name of our new ska band. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you so much. Because the second you said inner anal itch, I was like, that needs to be a band. And they do ska. It's got to be a ska band specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh man, we dress and up then, like and Mumford the, the and album Sons. Title could be just blowing it out. <laughs> we dress up like Mumford and Sons, and we only play the lute. <laughs> that's right. Which Tom, that's you would right. be amazing on the lute. I that's funnier I, for I, me. I really wish I was a loutist. Mm-hmm. I would. Is that okay, what it's called? Real quick, I have to. I have to tell this this last little thing. Um, I remember because I was thinking about that comment that was talking about they never work the way you want them to. I remember when I was in, um, 11th grade, I was very small. I, Sorry. I just read somebody else's and it made me laugh. So hard. what was it? And somebody right wrote constantly knocking things over like lamps and windmills. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. good. Okay. Anyway, well, talk no, about so your I small was, penis. Yeah, yeah, I was in 11th grade and I've always been very small. Like, you know, in, in 11th grade, um, to give you an idea, I wrestled at 112 Okay, pounds. Dom, you need to understand that when we are talking about the topic of today's episode is penises and you have twice said the phrase, I've always been very small. Yeah. Nobody was thinking you meant height and body stature, which you do. Yeah. They thought you were talking about penal correct so okay i was 100 you're like you're like and i'm fine with it good we're on the same page no yeah so 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 the thing was i'm i was 111 pounds and they were doing a blood drive at school and i specifically wanted to go to this blood drive because i didn't study for a test in my third period and it was right during the third period and I was like oh man I can get out of this test if I just go to this blood drive well someone was like oh you have to be at least like a certain I think it was like I think it was like you had to be 115 pounds or something to to donate or something like that and whatever the amount of weight was I was under it is my point and I went oh well I'm just gonna go maybe I can you know fill my shoes with something in my locker like I I I really gotta get out of this test so I wait in line for the blood drive and all they did was ask me how much I weighed and they didn't, there was no scale or anything. And I just went, Oh, uh, this, however much I need to weigh to donate, you know? And I just said whatever number. So I donate blood for the first time. I'd never done it before. And my teeth got all kind of tingly and I got this real weird metallic taste in the back of my throat <laughs> and I couldn't feel my feet and I got real woozy. And I remember being like, Oh, okay. This is why you have to be a certain height for this. And I got done and they gave me a cookie and I was kind of getting tunnel vision and I went back to class and I ended class like right, you know, in the last five minutes of class 
And I was like, oh, I was donating blood. And he was like, okay, have a seat. And I remember this girl who was very cute and flirty uh, got up and it was like walking to the front of the class. And as she did, she gave my neck this little tickle, like a little, a little neck tickle, you know, as she walked by and I looked up at her and she kind of gave me like a smile and a wink. And at that moment I got a boner and passed out. Cause you didn't have enough blood to do it. I literally, I will yeah. never forget it. I saw her walk by. She gave me the look and the wink. I got excited and passed out. I woke up a period and or like half a period later with drool on the, on the table and like all, and I got up and I was like, Oh, I looked around. I'm like, this, these are not my classmates. Who are these people? And the teacher was just like, yeah, you, you, you seem like you, you really needed that nap. <laughs> I was like, do you have time Thank for me you. to talk about what I think is the worst thing? Yeah. You end it with that. What do you got? All right. Cause it, look, I don't know how it took this long. Cause there was a lot of silly answers, but it took 19 main posts and keep in mind it's Reddit. So you see a main post, a main reply, and then you have like all the sub replies to that one. And then you get to the next one. So you're talking about a ton of scrolling to get to it, unless you're compressing these things. And finally after 19, but then obviously hundreds of, of comments in between and stuff, after 19, somebody else pointed it out. So I'm just going to read theirs. Let's get the uh, let's get the music fading in. Sometimes, cum dries in the tip of your dick. So you go to the bathroom like normal, only the blockage has the same effect as holding your thumb over a hose. So your stream is split into two. And yep. despite being properly aimed, the larger stream is hitting the wall and the lesser stream is hitting your foot. And yep. you adjust your aim to stop hitting the wall. That's the point where the blockage clears. But you're pointed in the wrong direction and also manage to spray the bottom of the lid before you realize your mistake. If you yep. get jumpy during the incident, you bobble your junk around and make an even bigger mess. Thank you all who came and listened to sometimes. Thank you. You said that no more. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on Sometimes. We will be back tomorrow, probably talking about Facebook and other news and shenanigans. We didn't get into the news too much today. We really did keep this more on topic than usual, but also got off topic. I just want to say as a closer, SW, if you're out there and listening, I think I do still kind of hate you, but... I don't have to go through life looking like Napoleon Dynamite, so I also forgive you. Dom, what do you want to say as a goodbye? Uh, nothing. Good night, everybody. <laughs>